What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 160 of PlayStation Unchained. I'm your host for this week, Michael Harridance, after another small hiatus. Uh, joining me this week, of course, is my partner in crime, Ben Shillabier Hall. Ben, how's it going, buddy? They keep me chained up and I have to be here every week. Call the authorities. I mean, hello, everyone. <laughs> hello, Ben. <laughs> how are you this week? Oh, not too bad, thank you. And how are you? I'm good. I'm good, just a bit tired, as I mentioned before. (laughs) But yeah, I'm good. Well, it's all all those gym sessions you've been to. (laughs) Yeah, all the gym sessions, yeah. (laughs) The the cost of all those G-strings and oils must be so high. I mean, working out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I've been been practically living there every evening at the gym. Uh, Well, yeah, you make so much money from them. The staff are like, he's got got to stay here. (laughs) Yeah, so um, that's been interesting. But hey, it's all worth it. Weather's getting better, you know, so have a beach body ready in theory. (laughs) Um, Put your kids through college somehow, huh? Being a single dad, doing this on the side. Yeah. (laughs) And, of course, uh, that was Mr. Neil Lightning Bolt himself. How's it going, Neil? Hello. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you very much. It's, uh, yeah, Uh, as as with any week, I am just here and ready to party. Cool. Did you have a good day today? Me and Mother's Day and all that? Yeah, two meals. Quite full, to be fair. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I know the feeling. Um, yeah, it was, um, I had lamb, which was very nice. Um, I don't have roast much very often at all, so it was a nice surprise. Um, and it was um, good to talk to you again, mate. Um, and we also have our Russian comrade, Gary Bagdasarov. How are you doing, Gary? <laughs> very good, Mikhail. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Michael and Mikhail on the show. Mikhail, that's great. <laughs> uh, every time I hear the name Mikhail, I just think of a guy from Resident Evil 3. No, don't come any closer. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Gary knows what I'm on about. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, how are you doing, Gary? I'm pretty good, my friend. <laughs> Sorry. Cool. Good to hear, man. Good. Yeah, it's it's been a good week outside of one thing that really upset me but yeah oh okay what was that that upset you oh uh star wars rebels episode oh right yeah <laughs> you're, you're done with that now apparently aren't you yeah after what i witnessed i was very upset okay note to, note to everybody do not piss off russian it's a very bad idea <laughs> uh <laughs> good to talk to you again gary and last but not least, we have our, well, I would say newcomer, but he's become a staple as well, to be honest. It's uh, Mr. Alfonso Boxo himself. How's it going, man? How you doing, guys? I'm well. I'm just looking forward to doing the WrestleMania predictions. That's, that's, <laughs> I think it's going to be very interesting for all of us, you know, there. Actually, oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, today. I'm excited. Yeah, I have no idea how I'm actually going to do that unless Neil does it. <laughs> it's okay. Ben, think... ben just guesses and he wins most of the time anyway. Yay! So. All right. <laughs> I am a wrestling god! That may not be today. That might be in the week. Just because uh, we need to get it done before Sunday because it's pretty. Oh, yeah, I just realized I'm looking at my notes and you've mo- removed everything. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. All right. Cool. Well, guys, um, it's episode 160, so another uh, small milestone, as it were. Um, let's get cracking. Um, this um this week we've had quite a few big news stories to be fair um I should know because I wrote quite a lot of them <laughs> it's been thick and fast uh but um we've sort of kind of like, um weeded it down to um 
kind of like the three biggest ones. And the first one is actually um, is a recent-ish one from a couple of days ago about the uh, new Call of Duty game. Obviously, uh, every time we're writing it, it hasn't been announced, um, but it's rumoured to be called Call of Duty World War II. Uh, this obviously ties in with previous rumours we've heard about the game going back to its World War II roots. Um, I think initially there was some speculation if it might go back, uh, go to World War One, which it hasn't done as far as I know, Call of Duty and World War One. but obviously, you know, that's kind of Battlefield's thing at the moment. But I'm, you know, I've always said that I would welcome this. I think that they've exhausted the kind of contemporary futuristic settings. I've, you know, it's just going crazy now. You've got, it's looking more, the last game looked more like Destiny than Destiny did. And I think it's, I'm sure, I haven't played it, but I know it's pretty good. And, you know, I'm sure the, you know, it's obviously got its fans, but I, I much prefer Call of Duty being a little bit more grounded. Number two is still my favourite. And, well, I guess it's too tied with four, to be honest, but I really did enjoy number two. That was the first Call of Duty I played, and I love that. I played it quite a few times. And if they're going to go back to World War Two, obviously with the technology they've got available today, I think it would be really good as long as, as long as they keep... Um, I'd like to see them just have a better storyline this time, keep it more grounded, have, have more of a, a connection with the characters because they kind of like... They've just been so generic in the last few games. It's just like blokey McShooter, you know, and his fellow, his band of men, you know, it hasn't really been, it's just, you know, they're just, they, they're, kind of, they're so generic, they kind of blend into each other, so I really hope that they follow actually in the footsteps of Battlefield 1, obviously that was in a different theatre of war, but the way they made these, uh, they had obviously those self-contained stories where you got to actually care about the protagonist for much of the time, which was good, and that, that felt quite refreshing, a way of kind of doing the campaign in kind of like bite-sized chunks rather than one whole kind of thing so yeah i'm looking forward to this um i obviously this hasn't been confirmed yet but um you know i really really do hope this happens um off the top of my head i can't remember who's meant to be making this one is it um it's not sledgehammer that was last year who did um advanced um wait was it was advanced warfare last year or was it, no that was infinite warfare wasn't it yeah infinite yes yeah, so, uh, yeah sorry yeah i'm um, sorry it's um yeah, no, it is Sledgehammer game. Sorry, yeah, Sledgehammer. That was 2014, and it was yeah. Sorry, I'm I, um, I was thinking I'm getting mixed up with Advanced Warfare and Infinite Warfare. Yeah, so it is indeed Slammer uh, Sledgehammer Games' um, latest turn. Uh, so it's okay. Um, it's okay, mate. You can just pick a name Activision owns, and they're probably working on Call of Duty. Yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, guys, uh, what do we think about this uh, Call of Duty World War Two? Uh, yay or nay? Uh, let's start with Bonds today. What do you reckon about this? Are you interested in a return to World War Two for Call of Duty, mate? I'm very interested in this. They're supposed to have been doing this since after Modern Warfare 2. And then, you know, they just went sidetracked into all this futuristic nonsense, which it was a innovative idea, but constantly doing it over and over and over, it got repetitive, and I just lost, in, I don't, lost interest. So them bringing it back to the way it's supposed to be, if, if, if they do confirm it and it comes out for November, I'll definitely get it for day one, on day one. Yeah, nice one, mate. I will definitely be in line with you, well, in spirit. Obviously, I'll have to get on the plane <laughs> and go to New York. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Um, cheers for that, man. Um, ben, how about you? Same question, really. Uh, well, it's, it's nice to see the, them innovate with their indie title, Call of Duty, but uh, <laughs> no, the name is stupid, and that is all. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that, that Call of Duty World War Two is just the worst name I've ever heard. 
What about the the concept though? I mean, no, okay, the concept if, is good, but no. oh, okay, right, okay. The name sucks, but the concept is good. The concept right. is good, but yeah, no. no, no. Uh, to be honest, even though they said they're going back to, I can still see there being a lot of more of a modern, not modern, but you know, the feel of more of the modern Call of Duty games in it still. Yeah, it's bombasting over the top kind of. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, I wouldn't be surprised me actually. But no, um, no, no. Change the name first. All right, fair enough. Um, uh, Gary, how about you, buddy? I'm actually very excited about this. Um, I've said for the longest time I miss my World War II shooters um, since they disappeared. Um, I World at War was my personal favorite Call of Duty. Um, oh, so I'm glad to see. What was that? I said I forgot all about World at War. That was a cracking game, wasn't it? Oh yeah, I I love World at War. Um, but I, I I also think it's sad that um, it took Activision to see a competitor succeed by going back um, than listening to their fans and doing it themselves. Um, that's how I see the, this playing out, is the success of Battlefield 1 made them realize to go back. Um, it's clear that the future that they wanted for Call of Duty, going into the future was not working out for them. Obviously, the sales of the last three games were not very high compared to the previous ones, whether it's their fault or competitors' fault or whatever reason you want it to be. Um, I think it's personally sad that it took somebody else to show them they they need to go back and do what people wanted them to do for the longest time. So, but I'm very excited for it. I'm glad it's gone. I'm glad it's not World War One because even though Battlefield 1 did a good job with World War 1, I don't think there's a lot you can really do with it, given the limitations of the weaponry and all that. Um, I just think World War 2 is a much better setting. That's Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot of... of um, a lot of different campaigns and that and everything, I suppose. More, there's a broader range you could do, obviously, with the various... Um, like you said, with the weapons and stuff, and you've got, obviously, the... The vehicles and stuff are more advanced and everything like that. But yeah, Battlefield 1 did a good job as far as that's concerned. Yeah, I just um, can't wait to see that this one is going to come with a remaster of World at War where you have to <laughs> yeah. rebuy it. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Cool, cheers. And lastly, uh, last but not least, Mr. Bolt. Hesitant, mainly because, you know, Infinity Ward may be their name, but they aren't in any way there to recapture what made those games great, you know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, I don't even know if it is because Battlefield 1 was successful that they did it, more because they've painted themselves into a corner by having all their other futuristic shooters in terms of having something like Overwatch, like having Destiny and, uh, 2 coming. It's like they kind of had to go somewhere different, you know, at this point. Otherwise, they would have literally just had everything being futuristic looking and the same and then they're just cannibalizing their own you know, sales in that respect i agree yeah. with neil because battlefield one was last year wasn't it yes it would be a bit weird for them to be able to react in in just one year to um, the sales of a big game so they must have been planning this before battlefield one was released yeah, well, it's um, it's Sledgehammer, so that means they would have start presumably started it in um, early two thousand and fifteen because that's on a free it's on a three yeah. year um, cycle, isn't it? They are, yeah. so um, yeah, that's, yeah, I'd imagine that unless somehow they knew internally what um, uh, 
EA were doing, which is presumably unlikely, then yeah, they would have they've been planning it for a while. Planning it for a while, yeah. That's a fair point. I, personally, I would have loved for them to go to Vietnam. I think Vietnam is one of those things that really hasn't been tapped in the industry. Mm, um, yeah, I just don't think they've got chops both. to handle it. I just don't think they've got the chops to handle that. Because of the way that war goes, it's yeah. You need someone who actually can do decent storytelling to make that work, and I, I don't think anyone, with no disrespect, them really has that. Had a Kojima. Kojima. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah that, again, this is just the way they've gone with this, and the fact they don't have those people around now, and you know, the mm. landscape has changed, makes you wonder. You know, everyone worried about EA and Dice just messing up the whole World War One stuff, and which you know, apart from an errant tweet once, uh, they didn't really do anything too awful to it, and were fairly respectable, whilst you know breaking the laws of reality now and again. Um, but yeah, I don't see Activision really allowing for that, and not really having the subtlety to deal with heavy subjects in the same way. Yeah, just going by their overall business practice, you know, I, I just I don't see signs of it, and uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, a right. I, I always thought they'd never do World War One simply because of the chemical warfare that was used. I think that was a subject that a lot of people wouldn't even come close to touching, but mm. I think they handled it pretty well in Battlefield One. Um, yeah, Activision probably wouldn't be able to handle it very well. <laughs> yeah, and with, with a, a slightly safer subject in World War Two, I still think there'll be a bit. Uh, there'll be a, an aspect of tastelessness in it that uh, will probably get overridden by the fact that it will sell an absolute cartload. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point, actually. Cool. Um, let's um, hop over to another story now. Um, <clears throat> moving away from Call of Duty, this one is a. Uh, in celebration of the um, 10-year anniversary of a PlayStation Store, I think we mentioned before um, we started recording this was a UK thing. Um, I I didn't get... I am checked an, an email for this. I didn't actually receive this, but my email was just clogged up. I hardly check it anymore, what my account was reg- registered for. So, But it's uh, basically um, Sony sent out um, a special email to PlayStation gamers uh, detailing their uh, statistics on uh, PSN. So you can, like basically find out what game has been taken up uh, most of your time, as in since, since you've been playing on PSN. Um, Adam, uh, Adam uh, Byrne, who wrote the story for us, he says the, he, he notes that the numbers might be a bit skewed because he claims he didn't put in over 500 hours into Call of Duty. Yeah. Of, of it, sat, on, sat on an idle screen would count in some games, I think. That's, yeah, uh, exactly. So, um, yeah, as I said, um, I can't really comment on this, which is a shame because I, I'm guessing the email's buried somewhere within my old Hotmail account because that's <laughs> the number, that's the uh, email that I registered with years ago. But um, I mean, the rest of you guys, I think oh, you've all got one. Um, you've all looked at yours, or most of you, well, anyway. Well, us, us two English lads have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah English I, I have lads. mine open right now to look at. Yeah. All right, well, so do uh, I. <laughs> okay, well, um, okay. Uh, uh, look at Neil, us being want... prepared. <laughs> Neil, do you want to share some details with us, mate? Sounds quite interesting. Uh, yeah. Now, the discrepancy that I think did come up mainly is where they put hours of online play clocked yeah. up, and a lot of yeah. people had a bit of disparity with that and how many hours they'd actually played. In a yeah, certain game. I've got a little bit. Yeah, which <laughs> I, I believe is because what they meant to say is in the last year. 
the Warriors oh, no. team. I think Rather. also it's based on plus games. Yeah, it's either plus games or it's in the last year or both. So that's you know a slight discrepancy on that one. So we'll, we'll ignore that because you know in ten years I have not only played two hundred and eighty-one hours of online play. Um, I think yeah, because the fact that it is headed by saying PlayStation Plus hours of online play clocked yeah. up. So yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, which apparently puts me in the top twenty-one percent. But then I don't like people, so that's probably why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what surprised me the most was the game I put the most hours into. Not the game itself in terms of the series, because it's Pro Evolution Soccer, and yeah, it's pretty much every year on year it's the game that I spend the most time in. But it's the one. I did spend the most in, which was Pro Evolution Soccer 2011, which is the first year I got it at launch day again after my brief sort of away time to um, FIFA Town, you know, and it's like I put 511 hours apparently into that game alone. <laughs> well, I, you guys are going to cry at my sadistics. Oh, yeah, they are terrible. <laughs> 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 yeah, which did make me go back and look and see, think, oh, I wonder how many hours I've had on PES since we've uh, been PS3 generation onwards. And yeah, I think it's like 3,000 hours or something mm. like that. And yeah, surprisingly, in 2016, PES 2016 was the most hours I've played of that too. Um, I'm in the top 1% for trophies, but then apparently so's Ben. So, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we've got about a 5,000 trophy difference between us. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've got like two platinums, and yeah, I'm in the top 1%. Yes, whereas I have 30, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it just proves how bad the other 99% are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my rarest trophy was good, um, probably the benefits of you know, reviewing games, but uh, Chime Sharps, it's just noise trophy. Only two people. Oh, well, I have trophy. 12. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Um, and my digital games library is 605 games, which is only 10% of the entire PS store. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, yeah, so I'll, I'll say my hours played now. Go for it. <laughs> uh, Corked Online play, PlayStation Plus hours, 1,391. <laughs> 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 that put me in the top 2% of the world. The world? Oh my god! <laughs> um, well, you do live on PSN, Ben. So uh, that and Pharisee make... fourteen, I played four thousand eight hundred fifty-nine hours. <laughs> Which, considering how long you have told us over time, how long you've played it, so it, it, yeah. it, was, it was less shocking. But the yeah, thing actually, is, that I don't, don't know, get I it, right? Warframe would have been there. Oh, yeah, because it's two thousand. Okay, two thousand sixteen, I played one thousand eight hundred seventy-two hours of Pharisee fourteen. So I played oh. in 2016 almost all my PlayStation Plus online since 2006, supposedly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Last <yeah>. year. <laughs> one sec, actually. One sec. I played more Final Fantasy XIV last year than I've played ever. That exists, supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's my... Nearly wow. 5,000 hours into Pharmacy 4. How many, how many games are you on your... Um... Uh, That's a good question. One second. 497. 497. Not bad, not 8% bad. 8% of, of all games. 8%. It, it sounds minuscule in a way, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's, but yeah, it's like <laughs> ridiculous numbers. You think there yeah, are I've, only got, there. I've only got nearly 500 games. That's only 8%. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's just digital games, you yeah. think about it. That's not even like all the physical copies yeah. you ever bought. I've got a lot more physical than I do digital. Yeah, because I can't remember. Because I remember reaching 600 yonks ago on yeah. um, like trophy sites and stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, probably close to a thousand games, <laughs> I'd imagine, yeah. in total at this point. Yeah. That's us old pros, old hands at the old business. And as you can guess, the trophy for mine that's the rarest is the Commander Cherry's Puzzle Journey. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Found the state ship power-up. Twelve people. Nobody was willing to get naked to play that game like you. Eleven, eleven other people were willing to get naked to play that game. <laughs> oh, God. Your dedication was real. <laughs> hey, it's still not as rare as Neil's, too. Yeah, but then that is a relatively new game in a time where there's a, all the good games. Uh, so. Fair enough. Shame it wasn't Planet 2000. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Rarest trophy won because only you that, have that, got that's it. That's actually disturbing. That means more than two people have trophies for that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my God. Yeah. That means that more than two people have trophies for that. Um, oh, what's the other game that you... like? They didn't even get released properly. Oh, Afro Samurai. Afro Samurai. Afro Samurai. <laughs> yeah, but I think you just got those through playing the game, so everyone who played it would have had it. And I think yeah. there's at least a few reviews. So, ah, by but considering Charm Sharp has been reviewed by a few people, that's not bad. Yeah. Um, good game, though, by the way, if you like that sort of Lumen style puzzle game. It's uh, only came out, what was it? February, yeah. So Ooh. our games just keep flying by. A minute. Well, they they were. Let's put it that I way. I just read ninety nine p rentals. I'm going to go check that out while we're waiting. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I bet there's nothing it. good, but but worth it though. Um, so yeah, I suppose we're asking the rest of you what you think is the game you put the most time into. I know everyone's shocked that I played Fantasy fourteen the most. Well, it's it's just unexpected. <laughs> I would say, I would say, I probably actually say mine was War Thunder. I think I've got a good chance of it being War Thunder. Since In the last ten years? Oh, oh mm, what we're talking about online, yeah? Yeah, this is since uh, PlayStation came online. Because okay, I, yeah, I wasn't really much of an online gamer at all until um, late into the PS3 uh, cycle. To be honest, I didn't really play online yeah. much at all. Having said that, um, by the way, the, the, the hours played aren't just for online games because PES 2011 wasn't really a big online game. I, I definitely didn't put 511 hours oh, online. Maybe Resi 5. No, I'd still say... I, I, I'll go for a top three. I'd say Resi 5, War Thunder, and Destiny. I reckon Destiny's got to be there. I mean, I was playing that loads of times. It is. It is. Yeah. I think most of my top ten are PES games, to be fair. <laughs> so <laughs> I think the only exceptions were GTA 5 and XCOM. Enemy within, and that's it. But yeah, everything else was that. What about Gary? Ah, uh, man, that's really hard to say. <laughs> um, I think it would be between two different games for me. I, it'll either be uh, Battlefield Bad Company Two, oh, yes. which I put hundreds and hundreds of hours in with my friends, um. Or it would be the original Wild Arms that came out on PS1 because I replayed that game every year uh, because it was the game that got me into the RPG genre. <clears throat> kind of like Mike plays Resident Evil 2 every week. Um, <laughs> well, if we're counting, I wish. <laughs> if we're counting every other game, then Final Fantasy 11 would be close because I put 500 days of playtime into that. 
Woof. <laughs> <laughs> that was over eight yeah. years. Oh, well, then, you know, if we're going that far back. <laughs> then it, well, he then, just Richard Pierce won, so. Well, then I'm going to mention the other six PES games from previous years. <laughs> so I know at least one of them clocked up. I, out, that's but. how I understood the question. I didn't know if it was for last year. No, no, no that's like <laughs> since PS3 went online and the store went online. Oh, oh, okay. In that case, it'll probably be Bad Company, too. It's Bad Company, yeah. Well, and this is why um, the PlayStation Plus you know, played online hours is probably quite low, is because it's only been a requirement this generation. But so no, it, I always had PS Plus on my PS3. Yeah, but it wasn't a requirement to play online. True. So it's now, that's why the numbers are quite low. It's, it's only been this gen. So to be honest, 281 hours is actually quite impressive for me, considering I don't normally like play- I'm guessing most of those are GTA 5 hours. Probably. Oh, yeah. I think I can still count Wild Arms because it's a digital download title as a PS1 classic, so well, yeah, it's been it around since then. So yeah, but like, I, I could still count. I could so still count Final Fantasy Eleven then because you could play that on PS3 if you had a backwards compatible PS3. But you can't play it anymore. You can't anymore. Only on PC. <laughs> it's still live on PC. I think we've still got Alfonso, haven't we, to do? Yes, Alfonso. Grand Turismo Five. There you go. Wow. Clear and nice. cold. Yeah, because I'm not big into shooters and, and, and um fighting games, so I mostly, during the PS3 time, most of my gameplay was in racing, so I, I know that for sure, Gran Turismo 5. Nice. <laughs> Wicked. Cool. So it's back to Mike in the studio. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. I'm man on the ground. Um. Okay, yeah, next up, this is our last um, news story for the day um, that we're talking about. There's been rumours um, of a new PlayStation 4 uh, design in the works. This is a supposed to be an even slimmer version. If you re- remember, Sony actually redesigned the PS2 and PS3 multiple times. With the PS3, for example, we had the, you know, you had your standard fat model, you had the slim, and you had the super slim. I've actually got the super slim behind me now. Very nice. Um yeah, well, this is from a report from um, from DigiTimes. Um, it's um, actually it'd be easy to just I'll quote the article. I haven't actually read this yet. So, uh, um, Adam, this is again by Adam Bird. Uh, in an article regarding Nintendo's year one sales forecast for the Switch, 20 million con- uh, consoles shipped. By the way, it's offhandedly mentioned that alongside the fact Microsoft is currently currently putting the finishing touches to its next console, codenamed Scorpio. Sony is also working on a thinner uh, revision of the current PS4. It's unclear whether or not this is a slim version of a PS4 Pro or simply another iteration of the existing PS4 Slim SKU. If we were to hazard a guess, we suspect it might, might make more sense for Sony to continue its Pro line by offering a slightly thinner version and in the process being able to continue a competitive price point for the older model. So there we have it. Obviously, this hasn't been officially announced yet. Um, obviously, um, since E3 is... Um, only a couple of months away, it makes sense. If it was going to be announced anytime soon, it could be announced at E3. Although, if you guys remember last year, we didn't get a um, a, a proper um, a pro reveal until I think it was um, September. They had a, a, a conference in New York where um, the pro was revealed, and I think the slim was as well. So they may do something, um, a, a dedicated press event, if you like, for that. But who knows? I mean... Scorpio is absolutely 100% going to be out guns blazing at E3, so I guess you could say if Sony wants to maybe hit back, take the wind out of Microsoft sales, as it were, they could announce a new slim version of the PS4 Pro slash um, regular PS4, whatever. 
But yeah, um, this is um, either way. Um, I mean, I've got the original model of the PS4. Actually, it's start, starting to sound like a jet engine. I think it's going to take off at any point. I swear when I play that thing. So, this prospect of getting a slimmer version, even slimmer version, is quite appealing to me. Although, to be honest. I have to admit, I've always been tempted by the Pro, and if they're going to release a smaller version of the Pro, that would that's that would most I would abs- most likely buy that over a slimmer version of the PS3. I think it would PS4. Sorry, I think it would just make more sense getting a high end version of of the PS4 and a slimmer version of that. I think that would be a much better investment. So I'd welcome a new version of the PS4 um, for Pro definitely. Um, I think it's probably likely to happen, but at the same time, I'm a little bit surprised that. If it is for the regular version of a PS4, like an, another another iteration of the PS4 Slim, I'm surprised because it's only a year, uh, not even a year, sorry, since the PS4 Slim launched, and it seems a bit quick. I think the, I would have thought a couple of months, a couple of months, what I'm on about here, um, things don't move that fast, um, a couple of years until they revised it again, but um, with the Pro, um, I mean, the Pro again will be a year old in November, mm, I suppose... I don't know. I, I think I, I don't think it's unrealistic to imagine it, but I just I thought maybe eighteen months out may might have done it rather than perhaps this year. But this is only assuming that it's going to be out this year. I mean, they're just saying that they are working on it. For all we know, it could and might not be out until next year sometime. So, you know. But um, I definitely I think it'd be a great idea, definitely for the PS4 Pro. Anyway, I, I think the Slim PS4 Slim is great. It is at the moment, to be honest. Um, uh, Fonz, what do you make of this? Uh, what do you reckon? Um, it's not a surprise, you know, they're following the same footsteps as the PS2 and the PS3. I just find it a little weird that they're speculating that they're making another one due to the fact that you just released the Slim and the Pro last year. Mm. To be honest, I thought they, I mean, it was guaranteed that they was going to make another one, but I thought they would have made it towards the ending of the PS4 cycle to, you know, to revive it knowing that the cycle will end and say, oh, here's a, a new model to keep it going so if they decide to make the PS5. I thought they would have did it like that. There's no yeah. reason to make a PS a new Slim now because you already have three different current models out now and the PS4 is doing surprisingly well. So it doesn't make sense to make another one. I mean, it, like what you said, I think it might be a Slim version to the Pro since you already have a Slim version to the um, OG PS4, but with Sony, you don't know. So if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. At the end of the day, PS4, no matter what they do, PS4 won this generation, this console generation anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, you, you pretty much echo me there. I just think it's a bit early in general for either one, especially for a, a, another PS4 Slim. Um, definitely, I would have thought it, it's typical what they do, like you said. Uh, Fonz, they usually bring these out another reverse, uh, you know, the second, uh, the third kind of iteration. They usually do it towards the end of a cycle. They did that for PS2 and PS3 because it's coming down in price. Um, people who haven't jumped on board the uh, that particular generation, they can come in with a. It's a really good entry price for them. There's obviously they come with a lot of deals, a lot of budget get budget price games. Um, so it would make uh, it makes a lot of sense for them to do that, and it, it did very well for the PS2 and the PS3. I mean, the PS2 Slim, the the last version of the PS2 they bought out was, um, you know, that was that was a very popular seller in the early days of the PS3, and the PS3 Slim was still popular in the early days of the PS4. So that would make sense. Uh, yeah, um, sorry, I'm waffling on a bit. Uh, Neil, how about you, mate? I think it's more that they're following the mobile phone model of just 
upgrading the housing, making slight improvements and you know, shipping yeah. out because the audience is clearly there for people to go, oh, yeah, there's a new version of that thing I like. Uh, I, I might as well replace my old one now with this. Because, you know, to be fair, as much as you can be cynical about that, it's what people will do. And it keeps the console relevant in a different way. It means you're not looking like your old hat. You know, your, your console isn't, oh, there's that thing that's been out for years. It's like you're constantly redesigning it, making it look fresh and appealing and like that. And this is obviously the time where Switch is about and Scorpio, you know, is whatever it is. That you will, they'll want to do that. So they'll probably make a cheaper version of the Pro that's yep. smaller, you know, and that, and uh, a nicer price point to combat that. And that's exactly what they'll need. They'll say, well, say, yeah, you could pay all this money for this more powerful machine that hasn't got any big games on it, uh, or you could get a, a nice upgraded version of what you've got now for, uh, you know. And with all these games you've already got. So, yeah, obviously Scorpio is going to use that as well to a degree with having a backwards compatibility factor. But yep. you know, when, when your, your back catalogue isn't that stuffed to begin with, then it's uh, kind of pointless. I mean, especially if you're already quite into a, this console generation being a Sony game now and digital being more of a thing, you've got an entire library of digital games. You're going to commit to that console more. I mean, it's above and beyond. It, regardless, it's why I would have a PlayStation every time because you know, that's where my library is. You know, that's where my games will be. And hopefully for the future, that will impact Sony the same way. And they will go the same way as Microsoft and make a console that has you know, all the backwards compatibility it needs from the last couple of generations to sort of bolster the library from the get-go and give them time to keep pushing games out. As we see in this generation, it's taken a while to really get a good rhythm going and uh, really kick on. But uh, I suppose it doesn't matter. It's only in that place now where they can do what they want with this. Why not bring out a new fresh version of the console just to remind people, hey, we're here when the new stuff comes out and oh look look at all these great great games that came out this year only on this console it's uh it's it's a good way to win the war yeah and just to touch briefly on your comments about uh backwards compatibility there i just i can only dream of having a <laughs> ps5 or a ps6 or whatever being able to play my original copy of resident evil 2 on ps1 that would be brilliant because <laughs> <laughs> i've still got those in my drawer and i would still love to play them but you know, that's why I got my Vita, you know. That's kind of I have like a couple of uh, sort of the best of Mike's collection on my Vita of all my classic games. So, yeah, yeah, I think I'd rather, try, to be honest, those discs, I think in a way it might be better just having them as collector's items now. You know, I'm keeping them, of course, but, you know, Pretty you want to keep, yeah, you want to keep them in working order. You know, you don't want to risk uh, maybe scratching them a bit. Um, uh, next, uh, next up, uh, Ben, how about you, mate? I, I kind of, I want to go with uh, Neil's thing at the fact that I, but I think it's going to be another PS4 Slim and by you by they're going to release it around the time of Scorpio so they can cut the price of the Slim and the Super this new Super Slim if they don't discontinue, discontinue it to Slim that way people go oh I could buy the Scorpio for 450 pounders or I could buy this PS4 that my mates have been bragging about for the last few years for 250 and get more games 
I'm amazed to play on that one. Yeah, and they will bundle it with some of yeah. the biggest exclusives of this year. No Ooh, doubt. That about. one comes with a Horizon. Yes. Everyone's hyped about that because of the big worlds and the stuffs. That one is, is just double the price. Maybe I'll go with that one. <laughs> so yeah, it I, would make sense. I mean, Sony's had a great year so far. I mean, for exclusive, unless I think Microsoft really, really need to, um, you know, put, they're going to have to come out with some really big stuff for the Scorpio because I think there's hardly any games we know about right now that are coming and out. This is, and this is it. And it's not just the big games. They don't they've have got, um, any kind of games. They've got yeah. Crackdown and um, Sea of Thieves and... Um, uh, Both of which you would call, like, second-tier games, you know? In the much uh, the way, which is not to insult the types of games they are. No, it's not a Halo or a Gears of War. No, but it's like, you yeah. look at the big games of this year uh-huh. that Sony has sold off. You've had, you know, the likes of Nier, which, yeah, not console exclusive, Nier... Yeah. And that they will. Well, if we're not counting console uh, exclusive, if we're not counting, if we're counting PC versions to make them not console exclusive, then Microsoft has um, uh, zero. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, there has a console. Yeah, but you look at why the quality is high is because Sony have embraced that mid-level. You know, stuff like Yakuza, Neo, and Near is there to bolster it but they also have the likes of horizon now as well to add the big game in there and as i said it's only the end of march and uh, i'm pretty sure it's gonna get just a little bit better <laughs> persona what are you on about i've never heard of it i can't wait for it i don't i know you never heard of it it might not you might not be buying it ever but I, that doesn't sound like my kind of thing i definitely no. won't be buying it that's for sure no, mm-hmm. and you definitely won't be able to check you know, out something on PSU.com sometime, maybe end of next week, early yeah, next week. Yeah, I definitely haven't put like a lot of hours into playing it ever. No, you've never, you'd never do that. That's not something you do. No. But, but guys, rumor has it a sequel to Rise, Son of Rome is going to be a Scorpio launch title. <laughs> I got that game for my birthday. <laughs> oh, yay! Uh, dear. No, we can yeah, have even but... prettier graphics with less gameplay. I mean, oh, yeah. what a burn. Sorry. Just, I will put this out here on one level. It's like, regardless of what the quality of a Riot sequel would be, just think that you shouldn't invest in a game where they don't pay their developers. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. It sounds like Microsoft, to be honest. Yeah, well, that's Crytek. I was thinking more in that case. Yeah, but... Yeah, but... I, at this point, I wouldn't advise anyone to buy a Crytek game because they don't seem to want to pay people. And, uh... <laughs> Um, yeah, Gary. Sorry, mate. I'm um, last but not least. Over to you, buddy. I'm I'm not a fan of it. Um, I said this with the pro too. Um, I don't think I, I don't like it when companies re-release the same console where the software has to be the same, but the hardware gets better and better. Yeah. Uh, so the software can run all versions. I think that really kind of puts a strain on developers. Well, Gary, I think the, the Super Slim won't have anything different. It'll just be smaller. The only oh, hardware I'm... changes will be the fact that the APU is smaller. Therefore, it'll be use less heat and less electricity. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they put better parts in it, too, to make it a lot of things run faster as well, But which is what they did with the PS2. But I, I just, I, I'm not a big fan of re-releasing consoles over and over. Like, it was yeah. fine when it was just you release the console and then you know 
three, four years later, you release the same console, but like the swimmer, like they did with the PS1 and the PS2 in a way. Uh, now, like Neil said, it's like they're following the mobile market where like every year we got to re-release this new console with the small features that we're updating. And then eventually you're just not going to release a brand new console that has a lot of major features because it's all going to feature the same stuff that your all these other consoles that you release already have. You're just putting it all together, um, which is what the mobile market does with their phones. Um, I, I'm just not a fan of, of doing that. I'd rather they spend the time and the money coming up with better software and firmware updates and pretty much getting ready to build the next console than spending all this time and R&D to re-release what's already out there. Mm. Well, to be fair to Sony, chances are they probably don't use much R&D with the PS4 anyway because 90% of it is made by AMD. So by the t- if AMD is pushing forward in, in the research and development themselves and Sony just benefit, you know, you know, just take it in the benefits. But are they though? Like that's things we don't know. Well, it, because chances things are, are not revealed. Chances are because uh, Scorpio uses a better APU and a better yeah better CPU and all that lot. Because of that, they've been able to shrink the older one, and that's why the PS4 Superstep might be a thing because they've able to shrink it because they've increased it for the Xbox. Who knows? No, I mean, I mean, like, I'm just guessing, of course, yeah. It's good for people who don't have a PS4, but like, unless my P, like, I'm still running my original PS4. Unless that thing literally breaks down and I can't play it anymore, then I'll buy a new one. Um, which is exactly what I did with the PS1 and the PS. My old original PS2 still runs just fine. Nice. Um, yeah, you know, my PS3. I still have the original uh, 60 gig PS3. I don't use it as much anymore because it started to have problems with it so i went out and i bought a brand new ps3 one of the slimmer ones Hmm. like that one still runs but i don't want to risk using it too much anymore because i still want to play my backwards compatible games on there (laughs) um but yeah like i just i don't i don't like the idea i think two consoles of the same generation is fine um I'd rather they would have just wait and release the second console halfway through whatever the life cycle is. And I know that's hard to judge how long a console's life cycle is going to be for a company, but I think we're kind of past the halfway point with the PS4 now. I wouldn't be surprised if the next consoles come in the next two years. Um, But yeah, I'm just not a huge fan of re-releasing something that you don't really need to re-release if everything works just fine the way it is. Mm. Yeah, that's fair enough, Gary. I um, no, I'm I'm kind of with you there as well, to be honest. Um, it's um, the PS4 Extreme Super Slim now so small you can barely see it coming to you next year, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I like I just like the, I like the idea of just buying a console at launch or whatever and just having that work for the rest of you know however long. I mean, like. Like my, you know, the old ones, like my Dreamcast, you know, it's the original one I got for Christmas in 99. I've still got it, you know, it still works, you know, and, it's the same. And like every Nintendo console ever made. Yeah, you're still, yeah. <laughs> except except <laughs> for the handhelds, of course, but. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, the handhelds are pretty much the, the original, like, phone changes, really. Yeah. 
because you had your DS, then your DSi, when DSi only played certain DSi only games, and then you had the 3DS and then the new 3DS, and there's like one new 3DS game, I think, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking about like we we use 64 yeah. GameCube. They never had to revise those. But the Wii did. Did it? Did they re-release a different Wii? Yeah, the Wii Mini. <sighs> it, it, it removed Wii the Mini. Ethernet port and it removed online access. But the Wii did get a, a, a remodel in Europe at least. Bloody hell! <laughs> uh. Well, there you go. They just made it smaller, like I would, which is fine. And the NES got two models, didn't it? Because you had the original NES, and then you had the top that top loader. Mhm. Oh well, God, I forgot all about that. Uh. But I don't think there was a remodel for the NES, SNES, SNES, or the N64. Wasn't there? The, the GameCube, GameCube. Had, GameCube got two models. Yeah, GameCube had the original GameCube and the Panasonic GameCube that yeah, played DVDs. That's yeah. That's true. They did. There was a lot of money as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the Panasonic Q, I think it was called, because... Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Panasonic yeah. Q. Oh, God damn it. I'm, so, I'm too much of a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but the SNES and the... Um, the, the N64 didn't get any remodels that I know of. Uh, but you did have the different coloured N64s. Does that count? No, that doesn't count, Ben. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a different system. In which case, there's been about 30 different PS4s already. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they had technically different model numbers. Wait, okay, was the Panasonic Cube actually a Nintendo GameCube? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It just played. D- it looked. It yeah. played DVDs as well. That's all. It's, it yeah, yeah, the you different had design. At the oh start. yeah, the drive, didn't it? The bottom. Yeah. yeah. And you I had the. Um... Right now, that thing looks dreadful, and it looks like it was made by Panasonic, not Nintendo. It was made by Panasonic, but it had GameCube parts inside it, and it was an official licensed Nintendo product. So. Wow, that looks absolutely terrible. That looks like a <laughs> toaster. <laughs> toaster. <laughs> But then if we count and stuff like that, then we should count the PSX as well for the PS2. Wow. This is it. <laughs> because that was um, a remodeled as well, wasn't it? That had the DVD and a hard drive, but hard drive and modem inside it. Mm. Yeah. But going back to the original point, one revision <laughs> is all you need. Not five. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Is that everyone? I'm going to go do some research on the NES. I'm going to see if there's any revisions. Yeah, I think that about wraps us up for that, Neil. Um, what we're going on to the um, reviews now, aren't we? The uh, scores and everything. Um, you know, the prediction ones. We could do that, or games played. It's up to you. Which yeah, we, let's do, do let's that? do the uh, prediction things. Um, okay. Get done. Yeah, um, let's do it. Yeah, I can. Uh, do you want Do you want me to do that or? Um, Oh, you know, you've got it in front of you, haven't you? Yeah, I was just, I wasn't too sure if you wanted to, um, yeah, because it was kind of like your your idea and stuff, your baby. <laughs> <laughs> my baby, my yeah. baby the, the simple and effective trick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, obviously I wasn't here last week, but it was uh, for Mass Effect Andromeda, uh, the predictions were. Um, now, um, we have a, um, 
now, now that reviews have come out and everything, we have a uh, average um, score of um, 74, which is obviously for the PS4 version. And, yep, and the winner on this was actually Gary, who I said it would, yeah, who said it would um, have an average score of 77. Um, so you're the closest there. Um, by comparison, we had Ben with 97. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Ben, you didn't quite make that. <laughs> we Damn, had, uh, so close. We had Alfonso with 85. And then we had Neil very, very close um, to Gary with 78. I can't hate games as much as Gary. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben was always going to win. Ben was very, very generous with that score there. But then again, you know, the other Mass Effect uh, games, I suppose. Um... Well, don't worry. This random generator picked a very, 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 very uh, impossible to get score for this next game as well. <laughs> yeah, so um, the predictions for next week, uh, we're having a, uh, I'm going to have a major game for this because obviously it's a release of Persona 5. Um, well, I can kick things off now with myself, I guess. Um, well, Ben is hastily typed... Uh, sorry, Neil is hastily typing things out. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to... Um, I mean, this is... Uh, this has already got quite a few massive scores, but um, I'm going to say... I'm going to go with 9.5. Average of 9.5, yeah. Uh, how about you, Neil? I'm making the least. Well, if I knew anything about this game and had any extensive knowledge of playing it, I would probably say uh, 93. Okay, 93 for Neil. Uh, Mr. Bag, that's it all. How about you? I'm, I'm going to go with 91. Okie dokie, 91. Uh, Fonz, how about you, mate? Okay, I'm going to start off with one. Add a thousand to that to make it a thousand to one. Subtract nine eleven from it, and my final score would be ninety. Okay, <laughs> got there in the end. <laughs> nice one. And last but not least, Ben, uh, hundred since you went ninety seven last time. <laughs> <laughs> the, the generator says ninety nine. <laughs> Serious? Yes. You want me to put ninety nine? Yes. So in okay. order to win, Ben, just to be clear, you need to get 97 or 98 <laughs> to be close to win. Ben, oh you have a better chance of guessing 40 than 99. <laughs> just to clarify, I think currently, if you're going to count any review scores, it sits on an average of 97.5 after two reviews. So. Oh, I'm winning! <laughs> so currently, Ben's winning. But their magazine scores, then they don't count towards the Metacritic, so... Oh, bloody uh, hell. So it's going to be a close one. Uh, one of us is going to get it right on the dot from the looks of it. It won't be yeah. me. I'm hoping it's you, Ben. I'm, I'm rooting for you, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, official, officially pointed that, yeah, PlayStation Magazine's score is counted towards Metacritic. So currently it sits on 100. So. <laughs> I, yes! Yeah, I think um, I, we, did a, uh, we did a story of, um, for that, I think. We, I might type something up for that. And it did pretty well from what I remember. Because I think it was the first review of it to go, actually. One of the first reviews. Yeah, and right. uh, Games Master have done one this week as well, which is... Uh, oh, they're still fun. going? Nice. Yeah, yeah. 95% there, so... Uh-huh. By the way, I just want to change topics oh, yeah. here. Final um, mm-hmm. Fantasy XIV is doing another promotion in Japan with Seven Eleven, and I really hope we don't get the same promotion with Games Master as we did last time. 
No. Go away, Games Master. I hate you with all my hate. <laughs> That's a lot of hate. It is all the hate. <laughs> Don't you do it in one game? Are, are we going to do Kingdom Hearts as well? Yeah. No, because it's already come out <laughs> before. It's like... Okay. Uh, uh, oh, for but... a second, wait, the Kingdom Hearts 3 is out? Yeah, I was going to say, what? <laughs> no, the, the, the PS4 what... I'll tell you what, oh, you, Gary. Oh, yeah, sorry, you mean uh, uh, 1.5 slash 2.5 yeah. HD remix. Oh, yeah. Um, when was that actually out, anyway? Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, right. Do we, um, do we have anyone reviewing that at all? I imagine yeah. Carl would... Um, I, I think gonna, Kyle's... I was thinking, if yeah, it's Kingdom Hearts he... 3, that's one hell of a stealth release. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Sega Saturn release right there. <laughs> right, you're asking for when Kingdom Hearts 3 is out? It was out last week. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. You, if you want the score, it's already there because it was on PS3. So it's uh, 77. <laughs> I heard this version is a lot worse. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Cool. Just... Um, All right. No, no, I'm... Yeah, I think okay. So that's our predictions done. Um, Neil, was there any wrestling stuff you wanted to talk oh, about? Oh no, we'll have to sort that in the week. I think. Because, okay, uh, cool. Because I, I was... we still don't know on the card that, that will right. be sorted out after Tuesday. So, well, I'm I'm relieved because it looked like a mouthful of Greek salad from what you had written up. Wrote, <laughs> no, no, that, that, that was the last time. Like that was us <laughs> once. Oh, okay. <laughs> the fact the fact that the one you actually did looks like gobbledygook says. We're gonna have fun when we actually do it. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. Okay, doke. Well, I guess that means we're on to what we've been playing now, chaps. Um, I think um, I will go first because I give myself a bit of a rest, and I want to just um, well, I don't really need to think about it. I've been on one game in the last week. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's gonna be a short week, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's start off with Fonz, my main man. Um, what have you been playing the last week, buddy? Lego Batman Three for PS3. That is it. Fasten to the point. I like Fonz. <laughs> you must, must be a hit with the ladies there, dude. <laughs> cool, man. Now, um, so, are you enjoying the game, then? Or? I mean, I already played it for the four, and it was an easy platinum. And it was on, when it was doing the, the Lego, you know, I mean, the Batman sale for the, all the games, it was $5. So I said, might yeah. as well pick it up and just re-platinum again, so... I'm almost done. I'm, I think like 90% done. So I only have like a few more words to 100% and then that's it. Then I'll go you back to Horizon. It? You rebought it just so you can get another platinum trophy? Yes. That's what I do with every game that I platinum. If it has another, if it has the same version for the PS3 or Vita, I rebuy it and platinum again. Yeah. Damn. I've done that with Walking Dead Season 1 three times, Jack and Dance twice. So yeah, it's it, it's a thing. <laughs> that's like that's some Don Oliveira levels of platinum in there. That bonds. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, God, speaking of Don, we still need to get him on the flipping podcast. I don't know why. I've I keep, seen him um, stream a couple of times, but he streams at like four AM our time. Yeah, it's um no, I, I I'm I'm gonna get all of him this um this week because for the last two weeks I wasn't here and everything is just. Crazy. All right, cool. Cheers for that, Fonz. Anyway, um, if you, I mean, if you like the game, and you want to get the platinum, then go for it. So, um, that's um, whatever floats your boat, man. <laughs> Best believe. Best believe. Damn <laughs> right. Um, Ben, how about you? I played three whole games this week. That's, oh, not, wow. Not just <laughs> Final Fantasy two, you've, been, you've been playing the other one twenty four hours. So, what do you mean? Well, we know what one is, so what are the other two? Uh, Goat Simulator. 
Yes. <laughs> Waste of Space, the new DLC that came out on uh, Tuesday. It is amazing, and I recommend everyone pick it up for £4, something it is. If you, if you like Mass Effect, <laughs> then Go Simulate Waste of Space is even better. It has better animations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it has a romance system. You can romance oh. things. Oh my word. And it has a side questy system. And it has vehicles. And it has space battles. Mass Effect doesn't have space battles. Wait, it has bestiality? Yeah. Any <laughs> <laughs> we go in like every country. <laughs> just just to clarify, Ben, you know bestiality is like between human and animal, not two animals, right? No, you, you, you seduce humans. <laughs> okay. All right, so. You play a goat Beastie. and you seduce humans. <laughs> Like someone wanted a chair, so you lick a chair and bring it to them, and then you can carry them to your bed. <laughs> can we like move away from this? <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's go simulator, um, waste of space, <laughs> and of course Mass Effect, which I haven't really played the single player because the multiplayer is the best. Oh, it's good, is it? The multiplayer. Well, it's the same as Mass Effect Three was. So. Oh okay. Um. So yeah, that, that's what I've been playing. And I'm guessing you all knew what the other game was, so... Yeah, well, of course. You, you, can, just... you can tell us about it, Ben. I, I wasn't trying to be mean or anything. Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen. There we go, done. <laughs> <laughs> the last patch is next week for the Heaven's Award storyline, so... <laughs> nice one. Yep. Uh, I do admire your dedication to that game, anyway. I mean, I suppose that's what you want from an MMO, MMORPG, anyway. Yeah. You know, longevity. And it certainly oh, yeah. seems to have that. Um, cool. Cheers for that, mate. Um, Gary, how about you, Mr. Russian? <laughs> um, I well, I reviewed uh, Tokuden Two. That's how it's pronounced. Tokuden Two, I think. Tokuden Two, yeah. I've been calling it Tukiden. So, so I played that. I reviewed that. It was it was a pretty fun game. Some some things not as awesome as I thought they were going to be, like cutting off the limbs of the Oni that you fight, which is cool at first, and then you realize that you really don't cut them off because they just regrow a phantom one after you cut it off, which was kind of disappointing. But, yeah, it was a fun game. I enjoyed it. Um, Do recommend it if you like those kind of like uh, Monster Hunter type games, Um, even though this one is more story-driven than than Monster Hunter is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, Awesome multiplayer. I got to play a few multiplayer rounds with some people um, hunting down some monsters. Uh, definitely hard if you don't communicate, so definitely play that with your friends, because strangers won't help you very often. Remember when we got uh, to play in London, Mike? The first uh, one. Uh, sorry, say that again? The first token we got to play in London with the crater, remember? Oh, right. Sorry. No. Yeah. Sorry. I won't try that again. I was trying to read something online and listen at the same time. It <laughs> didn't work. Um, yeah. That's where me and Ben, um, um, that's where me and Ben met up for the first time, wasn't yeah. it? And, um, yeah, uh, we, we, it was, uh, oh, I can't remember one of, one of the many, many dynasty warriors games in Tokaden. Yeah. We, uh, um, got to interview the, and, um, uh, Blaystorm, wasn't it, yeah. I think from Brightly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, that's right. And yeah, it was good. It was pretty cool. Um, some really cool people there. Yeah. I remember Ben, you were really, um, taken with, um, Tokuden. Oh that yeah. Like... I'd already played the demo in Japanese beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. sorry, Gary. Yeah. Carry on, dude. Oh, you're fine. Uh, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, it's a fun game. Uh, easy crafting system. Uh, super easy to get into. Not too difficult. Um, very pretty, pretty scenery. Uh, I was surprised since the game also came out on the Vita and the PS3. Um, yeah. Probably not in North America, the PS3 version. I think that was just Japanese only. Um, it is a pretty game. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, lots of nice environments, very different environments, deserts, snowy mountains, forests. Um, open world, which I was not expecting since I guess Ben told me the first one was an open world, but this one was. Um yeah, good stuff. Uh, was a little disappointed with the, the demon hand. Um, I wish it would have worked a lot better, especially when you grab onto enemies, because when you grab onto them, it pulls your character towards them. But what it does is it just flings you like 15 feet into the air after you reach your destination. And it's kind of pointless when you're fighting smaller enemies. Um, it's only good against big enemies, I thought. And, of course, you can swing, swing around like Spider-Man, grabbing onto trees. That's always fun. Um, God Almighty! No, sorry, sorry. I was just, uh, I was just looking at some uh, stuff. Um, I'll tell you guys after the podcast. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> <big. laughs> oh God, that sounds wrong. Yeah, it does. No, it's nothing. It's, uh, it's sight stuff. It's yeah, it sure is. Sight stuff. <laughs> sight stuff. Oh, sorry, Gary. I didn't mean to interrupt you again. No, you're fine, man. Uh, the other one I played, I finished Berserk on my Vita. Um, Zerg Band of the Hawk. Um, very disappointed at the ending of that game. Um, I don't. Did you did you fully finish Berserk, Neil? Yeah, in the end, it's like yeah, one, what much? Yeah, you don't get like any resolution whatsoever to anything. <laughs> was really which is, which is, I suppose, understandable to a degree, but because otherwise you'd be there forever. Let's be honest. But yeah, yeah. it ends. <laughs> the anime has ended. The season of the anime ended. So yeah. to be honest, if they'd ended after the films and left it at that, it would have been fine. To be honest, uh, and just padded out those a bit more rather than going too far beyond that. So, yeah, it, I one hundred percent agree with you there because then they could have added awesome cutscenes again. For yeah. the second half of the game. <laughs> yeah, instead of having this weird sort of disconnect between the second and the first half of the game. Yeah, yeah. So I finished that. Um, yeah, like I said, disappointed in, in the way it ended, but still fun. It's definitely, yeah. like you said, the best Muso game I've played in a very long time. Yeah, um, it's a perfect fit in that regard. It's just, you know, it's much, I liked it very much, you know, I gave it 8 out of 10, but it's just, it does really drop in that second half in yeah. terms of quality. It's annoying in that regard. But I, think I, liked, I liked it enough that in the first half for it to actually be scored that high. Yeah, and I think I, the reason I liked it more in those games is it's very story-driven. Mm. Like, Dynasty Warriors isn't really story-driven at all. It, like, it's semi-history-driven. Yeah. <laughs> semi unless, unless you're playing Godseekers for the start talking <laughs> to the fucking Legend of Zelda. <laughs> so yeah, I finished that. Um, I'm trying to get all the uh, the 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 bell bellhat, whatever those things are called. Yeah, um, I'm trying to get all of those so I can complete the the murals that they have in a game. Um, and one of them is just starting to really piss me off because, like, I don't know when to activate the certain thing they need me to do. Mm. I think it's like the the rock trap that you're supposed to drop. Um, on um, the, the the dog guys that are after yeah. you, yeah, yeah I have no idea when that comes up. <laughs> it's just it's like, like they, they said it, and it's like, 
well, where? Where is it? <laughs> so, so it's not marked properly, and it's like, well, okay. no. And when you get there, half of the time the rock is there, half of the time it's not. So, like, when am I supposed to activate this thing? Like, That's I got to here tight. once, and I failed. Like right before I was able to knock it off the cliff, it just mission failed. I was like, why? What did I do wrong? <laughs> so yeah, that was pissing me off because it take that mission takes so long just to even get to that point. It's like, God, I don't want to replay this over and over to get that stupid thing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think that's all I can talk about. Yeah, that's all I can talk about. <laughs> we nice one, man. Cheers for that. Um, Neil, how about you? I really can't talk about much this week. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> uh, in fact, I would have had nothing to talk about uh, almost until yesterday because. I have two reviews currently under embargo. You may have guessed through the general tone of the show what one of those games is, but uh, we won't won't go into details because despite the fact that there have been previews for this game already, I'm not allowed to say anything. (laughs) Oh my god, you're reviewing Planet 2000. Yeah, I felt I should give it a second chance now that the the PS4 (laughs) Pro patch is out, you know, (laughs) for the game that isn't even on the store anymore. Um, No, um, but... uh, Yesterday, I thought I'd do a bit of catch up, so I got uh, I got up Dishonored Two and uh, World of Final Fantasy, which I played a bit of, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. fine, yeah. which was fine. But for Christ's sake, that thing really does need to stop saying the word "the" every five fucking seconds. It just <laughs> pisses me off. I think it's adorable. It's adorable for like five minutes, and it's like, oh, you're going to say this every other word, aren't you, you fucker? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, great. It's like, like I was wondering, the lead guy sounded like, um, he sounded like Justin Long for ages, and I just realized it was Josh Keaton, who is the animated Spider-Man most of the time, and I was trying to picture the voice. Um, yeah, nice system. I can see why it's maybe not done as popular as it could have, because... Yes, it's great that it's like Pokemon with Final Fantasy, but it's a little too complex in certain regards. I think in, for an initial setup, it's, they just keep throwing information at you, and it's like, okay, okay, yeah, this is nice, that's wonderful, but just give me the basics for a bit, and then gradually sort of bring the new stuff in. It would be easy to do. But yeah, cute, and I like the idea of it. It's like, I mainly got it because my son likes Final Fantasy and likes Pokemon, so it's the the middle ground without having to buy anything Nintendo related. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's enjoyed it so far. I'll, I'll save Dishonored till after the reviews are out of the way. These reviews are out of the way. And uh, hopefully by that point, Bulletstorm full clip, which I will take this time to, to uh, mention the tr- recent trailer for Bulletstorm full clip. What the fuck with the music? It's just ridiculously bad choice in music. And it's just like, this is what happens when Gearbox publishes your game. They just put <laughs> dubstep on everything. It's just... It's like, I think Jim Sterling showed it. It was like when you saw the original Bulletstorm trailer for when the game first came out, it was like very twinkly pianos and they had like it done to like these models of the characters in all these weird and hilarious poses and stuff just to show how goofy it was. And this one was like treating everything super serious with this dubstep track over the top of it and it's just like what uh, and, and it's totally at odds at the other side of their adverts for that where they've had um like 
Duke Nukem appearing in like different literary pieces from history, like Sense and Sensibility and Romeo and Juliet, and that, which is kind of amusing. But yeah, worried. I'm, I'm slightly worried now about a game that I love. <laughs> the remaster could be a bit pants just because of the gearbox's involvement now. Hopefully not. But yeah, see, that, other than that, can't say anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm sure I'll be able to say more next week. Cool. Cheers for that, mate. Well, I guess that Can just I, leaves me. Uh, no. Oh, yeah, sorry. Carry on. Oh, uh, it's all right, Ben. Go for it. No, you go first. I forgot you hadn't said your games yet. All right, cheers. Um, sorry. Well, no, no, don't worry. Well, I was... Um, I've been... Uh, I haven't really play, been playing many games as of late, to be honest. It's only really just in the last kind of like couple of days I have because I've been um, busy most evenings and stuff. But um, I finally... St- it was my birthday last weekend, and... Um, and uh, thanks for all the uh, wishes, by the way, guys. I did get them on Facebook and everything, so che- and Slack. So cheers for that. Um, I got a bunch of games. Um, among them was um, Horizon Zero Dawn and Shadow of Mordor, as I was telling Gary just before this podcast. And I started Shadow of Mordor. Um, so I figured I could save Horizon for a later date. Plus, Shadow of War coming out, you know, it made sense. Um, and this was the first time I actually played the game. I've um, got it on PS4, and I have to say I'm really, really enjoying it. I do. I'm a massive Lord of the Rings fan, as anyone who knows me will know. And this is um, probably one of the better uses of a license, definitely. Um, since, well, I mean, the, to be fair, the uh, the movies based, the games based on the movies weren't too bad for what they were. Actually, I mean, there's been a lot of hit and miss with Lord of the Rings, but this is great. This is. I love the. Um, I was just telling Gary before that the um, you know the combat system in particular is really. It's really, really satisfying and easy to use. I know it takes a lot of um, its influence from the Batman games, I think, and I haven't really don't have much experience with the Batman games, but I understand like the whole, you know, it's got the whole counter thing, and you're jumping between people and stunning them and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's pretty simple actually, and you can mash away at the buttons as well. But there is a lot of skill. The deeper you go, the more uh, skills you unlock and everything. It does. Um, it, it does get a bit more. It does get a lot more strategic as well. You can when you're factoring finishers and uh, kind of like the um, the wraith powers and stuff, which is really cool. So yeah, um, so overall that's really satisfying. The whole um, I've I've been on it most of the weekend, but I haven't really um, I haven't really touched much of the uh, Nemesis system yet. I've seen bits and pieces of it, wrinkles if you like, and it's been coming. I've seen quite a lot of, um, in you know the kind of like the orc hierarchy and everything, but um. It's. Um, I think I still need to get to. I've only just got to the point where I can um, start. Actually, I don't think I have. I haven't done the part. The points where you start. I think it's influencing um, people to join your cause or whatever, and turn them against others or whatever it is. I haven't actually done much of that yet, or anything of that yet. Mainly, what I've been doing. I've mainly been exploring, uh, unlocking the towers, um, doing some collectible stuff and everything. And a lot of the time, I've actually just wandered into enemy territory and there happens to be a chief, uh, captain or whatever and I've got into a fight with him and killed him or a few other times um, I think there was one I'm trying to think of um, some cool things that happened I think there's one guy who ran away from me and he came back uh, there was another and he got stronger and he got uh, one guy killed me sorry and he got promoted and everything and then I fought him again and killed him so that was pretty cool because he was obviously tougher this time but um, I'm, I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm only just getting into the meat of the game now, really, because I hadn't, wasn't really touching the story missions all that much, to be honest, because there was so much to do, and I was just, just wanting to get a feel for the game, like the, how the combat worked, you know, spend some time doing some missions and stuff and upgrading everything. I usually do that a lot of the time with open world games. I tend to 
uh, get through the story quite slowly. But yeah, I mean, it's great. I love the locations and stuff and the lore, the, the appendices and everything. It's just, I mean, I didn't think Mordor would be that interesting to be in because it's quite a barren kind of desolate sort of place with a very similar colour palette. But it's actually a really, really cool place. There's actually quite a few different areas you go to, which I like. And it's it's just awesome. It feels authentic, which is what I like. Obviously, they take in aesthetically it looks a lot like the movie but that's good i mean Gollum looks like he does in the movie and he's vo- he's not voiced by andy circus but he sounds it's liam liam o'brien i believe but he sounds spot on i honestly did not know it wasn't andy circus he's brilliant and the rest of the voice acting is great too and it just feels it feels like like i said it does feel really authentic and it's it's um it's so definitely it's a real treat for somebody who really enjoys just the whole law of lord of the rings whether it's the books or the um movies and yes i'm a big nerd um but it's um yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it so far, and um, I'm looking forward to um, um, diving deeper into the Nemesis system because I know there's a lot more that it has to offer as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. But yeah, it's great. I mean, I should have played this a long time ago, but didn't. But um, I'm really looking forward. To, I'm really looking forward to getting back into it, and it's definitely got me excited for Shadow of War as well because obviously before I'd never played Shadow of Water, so I was like, oh, well, that looks pretty cool. But you know, now I understand obviously um, what, what all the fuss is about. So yeah. I'm really, really impressed by that. I think I might actually uh, try and do a bit of trophy hunting on that as well because it's a game I really enjoy and I like to kind of see. I don't know what the trophies are like on it. I mean, Gary, are they? Have you platinumed them? Platinum that game at all? Yeah, I platinumed it. Is it? Would you say it's quite easy to do? I mean, is it challenging? No, the only challenge. I think there's one trophy in the game where you have to like kill like thirty or forty orcs without getting hit. Oh my god! And you have to keep the combo going. Uh, to a certain degree. I think that was really the hardest one. Ah, um, right. I see. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, they're not super. There are some that are time consuming. Yeah. But they shouldn't be incredibly difficult to get. So. Cool. Well, I'll definitely have a crack here. I mean, to be honest, I'd like to platinum a game that isn't The Walking Dead because anyone can do that. Just play the game. <laughs> play the game and complete it. So I'd really like to try and do this, and I think this could be the game to do it. I mean, I haven't even platinum the Resident Evils, believe it or not. It's just I just don't have the patience to go through with just a knife or not use any item boxes or not save and all this other bollocks that they ask you to do. I just rather, I'm a guy who likes, I like challenges. I'm trying to think. I think I like challenges that are not necessarily ones that you do in that I'll do this in a certain amount of time, do this with this weapon. I like things that get asked you to be creative, that are more skillfully rewarded, if that makes any sense, just like speed running games. That, that kind of thing doesn't interest me. I know you could say that it's skill, because you need to know where you know how to dodge and when to use the stuff and everything. But I don't know with, with games like Resident Evil, I preferred the trophies that um, that you know I I just prefer it when they tap into more kind of thoughtful things rather than just say yeah beat it in under three hours that kind of stuff. You know that's been there for since the beginning. You got rewards from that in the original Resident Evil, for example. So yeah, if um if Shadow of War um you know if, if they cough up some really um, interesting trophies and the ones I've got so far have been pretty good. It's like you know I've done like various side quests and stuff and. Um, you know, killed. Uh, I think killed like orcs with headshots only, and all this kind of stuff. I have, you know, they, each mission like has a little bonus thing to do as well, which is set. I know it's not a trophy, but it's a little bonus thing you can do, like Assassin's Creed. You've got the main mission, you got, but if you do this, you've got extra experience. You know, I, I like that kind of stuff. So that's been very rewarding as well. So um, I probably will dip into that a lot more if I can. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry if I spoke a bit on that. I, I've been really enjoying that game. It's nice to actually. Uh, um, have something, uh, something new to get into. It's been a long time, so yeah. Oh, and I've also been going through Gears of War 2 as well, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. 
I think. Uh, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Uh, I don't think there's any more... Um, I'm just trying to think. No, I actually haven't been on any of the games. So, yeah, I'm hoping to find some more time to go on these things soon. Um, I really do hope so. But I'm um, obviously, depending on how busy I am, really. Um, that's what it's like when you pesky life gets in the way. Uh, ben, you were going to say something, I believe. Uh, yeah, I want to uh, just account announce this again. Uh, if we reach 30,000 downloads for the podcast in a month, I will give away a PS4 game of their choice. Uh, but you, UK or North America or Canada. Do, do clarify there, Ben, that you mean to one person, not yeah. to all 30,000. <laughs> not to all 30,000. <laughs> to one person, and it cannot be a collector's edition, and it cannot be a limited edition either. Unless those collectors and limited editions are the same price as the $60 game, if you understand that so one. No, no Planet 2000. No. Unless there's a limited edition, $60, Planet 2000, then maybe. <laughs> um, but I, I'll, I'll admit this, I'll say this, so if we reach 30000 in one month, I will give it away. Or, once our feed statistics reach 2 million downloads, I'll also give it away, in case we never reach 30000 again. We get close, but in case we don't, I'll do it when we reach two million. And we're currently at one point eight nine million downloads in twenty four months. So if we reach two million, then I'll do the same giveaway. But that means I won't, yeah, I won't be doing both. It's one or the other. Two million or thirty thousand. Whatever comes first, basically. Yeah. Excellent. Nice one, man. That's um that's very uh, generous. So yeah. Um get out I, there, like it, share it. Yeah. Rate it on iTunes, all that nonsense. Yeah, show some loving. Um, and also, it's because nobody actually comments to us. If I do a question, you'll have a, an almost instant chance of winning, even with 30,000 downloads. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, the only person that did comment is now part of the podcast. Hey, Snowman. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm in the lead. I'm in the lead. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Cool, cheers for that, mate. Um, well, I'm starting to get very sleepy now, so I'm guessing it's the end of the podcast. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'd carry on if it wasn't, but yeah, it is the end of the podcast now. Please leave. <laughs> Goodbye, Ryan, bye. Nah, I'd like to do a couple of shout-outs if that's okay, like usual. Yeah, sure, yeah. Well, we're just yeah, we're going to do um, just the usual closing shenanigans yeah. now, how we can contact people and shout out. So, yeah, um, I'll move on to um, next, Ben. Um, yeah, if you guys want to contact me, you can at mike.harridance at psu.com alternative if you want to add me to psn you can you're more than welcome to do so um add me at uh billy underscore cohen uh 84 that's capital b capital c as in the resident evil zero character billy underscore cohen 84 um ben how about you buddy shout outs contacts whatever you want go uh, for you it. can contact me at chili underscore uk or ben dot hall at psu.com a shout out to klaus at phoenix down radio you can check them out at phoenix down radio Okay, twitch.tv slash Phoenix Down Radio, uh, Moogle Go Round Radio. Both of these I'm actually a host on as well, so you can check me out on those two Fantasy 14 style podcasts. Um, uh, check out Maelstrom Radio that streams on a Monday night, also another Fantasy podcast I've been on once. Uh, and a shout out to twitch.tv slash Evolve Mail, aka Samus Rageborn, aka your girlfriend's favourite streamer. He, uh, he hasn't been streaming much because he's getting ready for his wedding on April 1st. Congratulations again, mate, for, for getting married. Um, nice. So, But you can check him out at twitch.tv. Mail. Uh, shout out to uh, Princess Asuna. I just logged on and she sent me an Ironworks apron of crafting on Final Fantasy as a gift. And that's worth like nearly 14 million gil. 
So uh, thank you so much for that lovely gift. You're amazing. Um, so yeah, th- that's all my shout outs. Nice one, man. Cheers for that. Um, Fonz, how about you, mate? Any shout outs, how people can contact you, whatever you want, man. Go for it. You can follow me on Twitter at AliShan7. That's A-L-L-Y-S-H-A-N-7. You can add me on PSN, which is SNOVA34C, S-N-O-V-A, 34Z. Um, shout out to you guys. I, I continue to enjoy all the reviews that I put up on the site. Keep up the good work. Shout out to all the listeners. Um, I want to shout out to my sister, who I found out is um, actually going to walk in, in uh, May instead of December. Which is that's amazing. Fantastic for me because I do not want to go to her graduation in December. Binghamton, New York is dead ass cold. Way colder <laughs> than New York, and I do not want to go to that. So I'm happy that is in May instead of December. Besides that, yeah, that's it. Nice one, dude. Um, Gary, same thing to you, mate. Um, just with listeners, followers, thanks for listening. Please, like Ben said, comment us and you might be on the show. Yeah, Look what d- happened. <laughs> yeah, just just say Chili is one of the worst voices ever, and we might get you on. Or Mike has a sexy beast voice. Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk too much about goats? <laughs> uh. Yeah, you can reach me at Gaglawish. That's G A G L A U S H on Twitter. Oh God! <laughs> Cheers, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear the things you come out with man blimey <laughs> uh, Neil how about you mate um, I'll give a shout out to our social media guru Ernest Lin who's going off to Tokyo as we speak for his little sojourn away so oh, yeah. we'll, speak, we'll speak to him of course but we'll miss you man we'll miss you we'll you miss are you. the king of the social medias and the gifts um, and as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Nesco. That's N E double Z K O. Cheers, mate. Um, that just leaves. Well, actually, no. I was going to um, wrap things up there, but um, I also like to add a, a couple of shout outs as well. As um, Neil said to Ernest, because um, you know, obviously, taking the next step in his life now, moving to a new country. So, um, good luck with everything, mate. Um, obviously, we'll still be in touch and everything, but. We are going to miss your presence around the site for sure, man. But I'm good. I hope everything goes well and have a safe journey. And um, um, it'll be good to hear from you again soon, see how you're settling in, mate. All the regular readers of the podcast, all the PSU staff, past and present. Um, Don and Rob, hopefully we go going to get you guys on the podcast again. Don, sooner rather than later, because we've been trying to do this for a while now. I apologise about that. It's um, down to... I, sh- I should have arranged this a while ago and got it sorted back. but there we go, we'll, we'll sort things out soon and hopefully we'll be able to have some more guests as well in the near future um, that should be pretty cool, um, seems to have done alright so far, um, that about wraps things up now, I think um, we'll be back with episode 161 next week um, just trying to think if I'll be here or not I should know, yes I should be here um, <laughs> I will do I'm still going to make sure I, um, I'm going to try and get at least a couple of podcasts a month if I'm not on, um, you know, if I'm not on regularly because I don't want to disappear again like I have in the past. So, yeah, um, less gym time, I think. <laughs> yeah, gym. And by that, I do mean working out, Ben. <laughs> yeah, working out. Yeah. Working out them G-strings. It's working out. Working Work. out. <laughs> oh, God. 
Okay, well, guys, I hope you've had a great weekend, and I hope you have a good week. We will be back this, um, next weekend. So until then, take care. Uh, it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. See you later, guys. Hey, Gary didn't say his thing. <gasps> yeah, yeah Gary, Gary gets okay. to say last words, doesn't he? Go, Gary. Oh, what? sorry. Go for it, then. <laughs> oh, I get last words? Yeah, because oh, you won the thing. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry. Okay, let's rewind. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's rewind sounds like a drunk. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that about rubs up the podcast this week. I'll hand you over to Gary now for the final word. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Is that your final word? (laughs) Final word. Yes. Someone said that strangling a guinea pig. <laughs> I think that's Bob's laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. And we're going to strangle a guinea pig and good night. <laughs> uh, f- final words. Uh, thanks for listening. And remember, in Soviet Russia, podcasts report you. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.